Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Director's Cut, brought to you by the Directors Guild of America, featuring today's top directors sharing behind-the-scenes stories of their latest films and insights into the craft of directing. Please take a second to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You won't want to miss our next few episodes, featuring discussions with Spike Lee on Black Klansmen, Eugene Jarecki on The King, and Kate Davis and David Heilbronner on Say Her Name, The Life and Death of Sandra Bland. This episode takes us behind the scenes of director Rawson Marshall Thurber's new action drama, Skyscraper. Reteaming with his Central Intelligence star, Dwayne Johnson, Mr. Thurber's film tells the story of Will Sawyer, a former FBI hostage rescue team leader and U.S. war veteran who now assesses security for skyscrapers. When the tallest building in the world is set ablaze, Will finds himself framed for the crime of arson. Now, he must use all his skills to both clear his name and rescue his family who are trapped inside the burning structure. In addition to Skyscraper and Central Intelligence, Mr. Thurber's credits also include the feature films Dodgeball, A True Underdog Story, The Mysteries of Pittsburgh, and We're the Millers, the pilot episode of the series Ryan Hansen Solves Crimes on Television, and episodes of the series The Loop and Marry Me. Following a recent screening of the film at the DGA Theater in Los Angeles, Mr. Thurber spoke with director Joe Carnahan about filming Skyscraper. During their discussion, Mr. Thurber talks about how he convinced Dwayne Johnson to be in the movie, navigating the summertime blockbuster landscape as a writer-director, and the opportunities opened up by setting the film in Hong Kong. How about that? Little, how about that quiet little indie drama? <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, I really love this film. I mean, I really dug it. How many people out there like this film? Quite a bit. Oh, that was great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna, can I just call my mom real quick and you guys do that one more time <laughs> into, the, into my phone? Uh, so let's just leap right in here, brother. Yeah. Uh, my first question to you. Uh, how many writer-directors do we have out here tonight? There oh, you go. Right on. Good. Right on. We are a small fraternity, a small yet powerful fraternity. Uh, brother, talk about um, where the idea came from and was it a pitch? Did you spec it? How did that, how did that process work? Sure. Uh, I was a... Uh, Finishing up Central Intelligence, which was my movie before this. It was a Kevin Hart, Dwayne Johnson action comedy. I was uh, cutting it. Uh, and I don't think anybody can be sick of a movie more than its own director at that oh, point. That's true. You're just like, anything, what, can I work on anything else? Right. Um, and uh, I went and saw Creed. I went and saw Ryan Coogler's Creed, uh, and I loved it. Uh, and I thought it was so great. It reminded me of how, how great Stallone is and was. And, I went on this sort of Stallone binge. I watched all of his movies, like even Rhinestone, watched them all. Wow. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's commitment <laughs> to the Stallone uh, canon right there. And then, uh, and then I watched, uh, I watched this uh, Rennie Harlan picture uh, called Cliffhanger, uh, which is an early 90s film that I just loved uh, then and I love now. And it had this great cold open uh, where the hero fails. Uh, right. Remember, right. So Stallone's like a Rocky Mountain Ranger, and he like goes out onto a wire over a ravine to save a girl who's dang, literally a damsel in distress. Michael Rooker's. It's Michael Rooker's That's right. Michael girlfriend. Rooker's, uh, the, girlfriend. The, yeah. Uh, and he tries to, uh, she's falling, and he tries to hold on to her, and she says, don't drop me. And you know, Stallone's big veiny arms are you know, bulging, and her leather glove slips through his hand, and she falls to her death, and that's how the movie opens. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's just it was so cool. And I was like, oh, man, I haven't seen that in a long time, where there's a cold open where the hero fails, and the narrative that follows... 
um, is the journey of him sort of healing or exercising that demon. Um, it, he's haunted by this opening failure, and then the story that follows is a thing that redeems him or heals him. Uh, and I just thought that was a really cool thing that I hadn't seen done well in a while. Right. And so that was the very initial spark. And then as we were cutting, I would tinker with ideas, and I kept coming into my, my editor's room, uh, Mike Sale, uh, who's cutting uh, Central and Cut This Movie with uh, Julian Clark, um, who's fantastic. They both are. And I'd say, and then I think this happens, and then I think this happens, and you know, just sort of piecing it together. Oh, that's great. Um, uh, and then I called up Dwayne, and I said, I got an idea. And he's like, what is it? And I pitched it to him. Um, skipping over a lot of parts, um, and he said, um, "Yeah, I love it. I'm in." And then we—that was uh, it. You just said, uh, "Well, it's, there's actually a longer story, but uh, it, it, it involves, it's a little bit of a show and tell." Um, so uh, yeah, so I I, I, I uh, called him up. I said, "I've got an idea." I wrote it down. You know, I said, "I, I don't. You know, I'm not going to pitch you on the phone. I'm just going to send you." Um, five pages uh, on this and you, uh, you know, it was the actual script page. No, it was, it was, it was, it was, you know, basically the hook, um, a lot of pictures and kind of like where it goes from there. Um, and, uh, and I said, look, you don't even have to call me back if you don't, uh, if you like it or if you don't like it, if you look, if you, he's like, well, what if I, what, what, if I don't call you back, what do you want me to do? I'm like, well, if you like it, uh, and you're in just, I don't know, just send me a picture of a pineapple. Uh, and he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, what if I don't like it? I'm just like, I don't know. Just send me a picture of a dick. And, and, <laughs> and he goes, that's so, so you weird. Said, so for hours you're waiting, pineapple or dick. It was, all, it was, not, my best, was not my be. best work, Joe. I was nervous. <laughs> and uh, I was talking. To, and anyway, so he's like. Am I the only one that thinks that's really funny? Dan? Uh, I think that's really funny. It was not my best work, everybody. And um, anyway, so he's like, well, that's really weird. Okay, bye. And, and so I, I sent him the, the five pages. And um I didn't hear anything back. I didn't hear anything back one day, two days, three days now, nothing, right? And uh, it's not unusual. He's a busy guy. Sure. But, I mean, it w- literally would have taken you eight and a half minutes to read it, right? <laughs> uh, and I'm like, Jesus. And then I get a text from Dwayne. Um, and it's not a pineapple and it's not a dick. Um, but it's like a, it's like just like one of those text messages like, hey, man, I had a chance to take a look at it. Let me know when you have five minutes to wrap. Like totally even right. tone. And I showed it to my wife and she's like, I'm so sorry, honey. Uh, and I'm like, oh, man. Uh, and then we finally connect later that day. And I call up me and Dwayne's like, hey. And as soon as I hear his voice, he's like, hey, hey, brother, hey. And I was like, oh, shit. And he goes, uh, look, um, I really appreciate you thinking of me for this. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, I already I'm already developing an idea like this. I said at the Burj Khalifa, which is the tallest building in the world, and right. you know, so it's a pass for me, brother. It's a pass, right? And then like you know, his baby mama was there with the baby, he was crying. He's like, I gotta go, I gotta go, but it's a pass. Hang up. I'm like in a Vaughn's parking lot, you know, at this point, like in my car. And uh, Dwayne hangs up, and I'm sitting there, and my shoulders slump, and I'm just like, fuck. I th- you know, I thought that was a pretty good idea. Like you know, it seems kind of like a layup, and huh, of course he's already doing it. And then suddenly my phone buzzes. And Dwayne sends me has a picture of himself holding a pineapple with a big middle finger. That is and he says, cool. I'm in. Like oh, that. that's great. I started laughing. I didn't know he was that good of an actor. Like I was like hook, <laughs> hook line and sinker. And uh, and then he calls me up, I'm crying, laughing, and he's like, I love it. He's like, he read it the se- the moment I sent it to him, he knew he was in and let me stew for four days because he's an asshole. Oh wow. So that's the longer. That's one of the great trollings ever. That's uh, that's really brilliant. I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan of him. And I gotta imagine once you get him, it's probably really tough to get the movie set up. It's impossible. Yeah. It's like, it's no, yeah. Uh, my, my, yeah, my advice for anybody out there who's going to go pitch is just, you know, put Dwayne Johnson in it and your pitch, um, attach him and it really helps. And your chances increase exponentially. Yeah. Well, yeah, certainly when you walk into pitch, right, like you have Dwayne attached, um, you know, you're sort of born on third base and think you hit a triple. Um, you know, so you, we 
pitched it around town, pitched it to 10 different places, and um, we, I think, nine places bid on it, and the 10th place uh, didn't bid because I think it was priced out of their range. And, um, and the, you know, so essentially pitched it, sold it, wrote it, um, and we were in principal photography about 10 months after the pitch, not the wow. script. So it was really, really fast. Um, and, uh, yeah, so from pitch to principal to movie in about um, less than two years, I think. Wow. And yeah. so how long did it take from the time you pitched it, sold it, and you that you turned it in. I mean, the actual. Uh, I think this. Well, I did something I'd never done before for the writer directors out there, which uh, is super uncomfortable. Was I, I would I was handing an axe to Dwayne and Bo Flynn, the producer, oh, wow. which I'd never done before and don't r enjoy now and don't recommend right. to anybody. But it was just a function of we had a window of time and we had to make sure that everybody was on board early enough so that we could go make the movie in that sure. short amount of time. So. Um, but fortunately, those acts were really good, I guess. And, yeah. And it just kind of marched forward. So, so, you, so now, did you feel, again, this is, this is kind of a two-pronged two question. How important is it for you as a writer-director? Because I know I feel about this stuff. I'm just wildly insecure and wouldn't be comfortable directing. I can't do what Scorsese and Fincher and Spielberg can do, which is take someone's material and just turn it into master, masterful you know, uh, cinema. How important is it for you to be... The steward of your own work, you know, is it is it kind of necessary? Do you feel, I guess, a proprietary nature in that way? That's a great question. And by the way, first of all, I just want to—I should have said this right at the beginning. Thank you guys for coming out on a on a Saturday night to come see a movie that's been out for three weeks. Uh, it's very very cool of you. So thank you, and then thank you, Joe Carnahan, a dear friend of mine, for uh, schlepping all the way down here to do this. That's my daughter who's whooping back yeah, there. Yeah, so. right on. <laughs> uh, uh, well, so it's a great question, and you know, I know you're a fantastic writer, director in your own right. Um, yeah, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't know. I, I, I would be lost if, right. I, if I didn't write the script. I mean, for me, and I don't know how it is for uh, the folks out there, but for me, uh, the first, my first opportunity to direct the movie is in writing it. Right. Um, right. And. And I don't know how other people write, but for me, I, you know, um, basically I, I picture the scene on, on the ins, in the movie screen on the inside of my forehead, uh, and I write that down. So I picture how I'm going to shoot it, how essentially even the cutting pattern a little bit, and I try to write that right. um, as best I can. Uh, and then, and, and that first, those first moments um, are critical. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, I've done a little bit of episodic television directing for like friends shows and stuff. My my friends shows, not friends, but um, and uh, it, I'm lost most of the time. It's right. like you're just sort of blocking a scene and shooting a scene. There's not sure that doesn't that's not really right. And, and did surgery. you feel did you feel because you had already sold? You know, it was already set up. Did you feel any additional because you you know you're essentially still writing it? But are you because this kind of leads into my next question? You know, you have uh, the studio. Uh, component at that point, right? Because you've 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 ostensibly sold the, the the story itself, and so you're now kind of fulfilling that 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 obligation. Did you feel was that it, was it an intrusive process? Did you feel like, hey guys, back off and give me a little air here, give me mm. some room, or was it more? Yeah, uh, did you have Dwayne? Did you have those guys? Sure. Well, I mean, when you, you have know. Dwayne kind of on your side of the seesaw, uh, you're you're in good good right. stead, right? right? You got the 800 pound gorilla sitting on your side, and it's kind of tough to move it, but. But the truth is, um, for better or worse, the movie that you saw here was the movie I wanted to make. Um, and I got a, a, an incredible amount of support from Mary Parent at Legendary, uh, everybody at Legendary, in fact. And even when we were selling the picture, 
selling it as a pitch. I mean, she pot committed. Like that's she's like, yeah, we're making the movie. We're not. I'm not buying a script or a pitch. I'm making a movie. That's so great. here you go. And everybody else sort of looked at their cards and fold, 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 fold. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, no. Universal was incredibly supportive from the jump. We I, I never felt meddled with. Right. The only um, the only time that gets a little funky, and I don't know if, if you've had this experience or anybody else out there, but um, there are not a lot of writer directors who who um, who make movies that are at this budget level. Sure. And usually they're a little bit smaller and grittier or more indie stuff. Um, and so a big giant summertime commercial film that has a writer director is it's almost unheard of. There's, you know, a few people who do it right. you know, once once a year. Yeah. You know, their names are Chris Nolan, Jim Cameron. Well, sure. And, uh, yeah. 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 And, and, then, and then if you want to talk about original stuff, like yeah. that's there's almost nobody. It's well, like, I sent him a, I sent him a marquee that my friend took a picture of in skyscraper of the fourteen films that were on this marquee was the only original film. It was Ant-Man. It was, it was awesome. Unfriended 2. It was part 2 this, part <laughs> yeah, 2 of that, I know. part I, 2 of that. I told, I told Dwayne, I'm like, you know, we really f***ed up with this one. We should have called it Skyscraper 2. Um, <laughs> that was a mistake. Let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, cast yeah. and, and in your process, especially someone like you know Nev Campbell, who mm. hasn't been around, who I adore. And yeah. is so good in the movie. Uh, in putting that cast together, it's actually, again, a two-part question, but like, as you assemble that cast and knowing again how, you know, I was loving to hear these things. The good, you know, the old days. It's like, yeah, you know, we had six, seven weeks rehearsal. We had this, you know, that's just not the. That's just not the. You're getting an actor oftentimes just before you start. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you know, maybe if you get them a week before principal begins, it's like that's yeah. a luxury. So in that, how did you, how did you bring this cast together and how did you prepare them? Obviously, there's a lot of physical stuff, which Dwayne, I'm sure, is sure, but Nev Campbell does a lot of very physical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and how much time did you have prior to, you know, were you able to get rehearsal and have them spend time and so on and so forth? Sure. Um, you're exactly right on the rehearsal side. Uh, and, and, you know, this is my uh, fifth movie, um, you know, and I've had less and less rehearsal as as the movies have gone. Um, and uh, and I don't know if that's a, a larger trend, but it seems to me that that stuff gets squeezed. And with Dwayne, yeah. he's he's um, he's very busy, um, so there's it's hard to get him for a, a block of time right. early. Um, Nev was there, and she did a lot of training. She's an athlete. She's a former um, uh, professional uh, ballerina, actually, or wow. semi-pro. So she's a great athlete off the jump. And Dwayne's pretty darn good. So is Pablo Schreiber. And, and uh, and we had a great stunt team. So a lot of people, uh, th- there was more p- rehearsal for the physical side of stuff, the stunts and the fights, than there were for um, for the sort of the the scenes. Um, but for me, like you know, there were there were you know hours carved out for rehearsal. But to me, on the when you're making a, a feature as opposed to directing a, a stage play, which I have only really done in college, um, is you know what I like to do with the rehearsal is just build rapport. Um, with the actors, but also talk about uh, the scene itself. What we go, I go through all the scenes that we're in, and I say, look, if there's, uh, I want to talk about the scene, but it, really what I want to do is, if you have any questions about what, what the scene is supposed to do, what you want in this scene, right. any questions about motivation or, or a line you don't like or a thing or a turn you don't understand or anything like that, let's have that conversation now. I can fix it because I'm also the writer, or right. we can address it. I just don't. What I don't want is to have that conversation with the, when the meter's running. Yeah. Right. And and what Which I also great. yeah right. And what I also don't want is like let's put it on its feet and let's you know because I don't I'm not trying to capture a performance in rehearsal. I'm not trying to make any decisions performance wise there. As long as we all understand what we're 
what the intent of the scene is, what everybody wants in the scene. Right. I like to kind of keep that as fresh as I can to try to capture it in the uh, right. in, in that rectangle. That's pretty much exactly how I go about it. Oh, is that you right? Know, yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel like that. Right. I, I like that approach. It's like, you know, uh, being but also being able to make these changes. And, and I don't know how you feel about this. And again, uh, uh, how you feel about uh, improving and how you feel about once you do, mm-hmm. you know, once you are, you know, uh, on the day, yeah. how often will you be like, all right, let's try this. Let's throw that out and try this. You know, almost always. Uh, I, I mean, I think this this script is pretty pretty close to what I wrote. But even the comedies that I've made, you know, I would say those are people. And it's always it's such an interesting question, especially I think on comedies, uh, straight comedies. You always get asked the two questions that I always get asked. I don't know what you guys get asked when you do press, but what I always get asked, other than like, what's it, what's Dwayne Johnson like? Um, right. Is uh, oh, that was my next question? Oh, yeah. we'll get to that. <laughs> he's awesome. Uh, no, you get I get asked two. I get asked two things. Like one is. Um, so who's a prankster on set? Who are the? Who, you know, was there any jokes on set? And I'm like, oh, it's not a barbecue. Like we're there to work. It's the, it's the strangest <laughs> know, thing. Like it's some sort of laugh riot. And then the other, you know, like who, what are you guys playing a lot of j- games and jokes? Like no, we're trying to make our day. Like, what do you? Yeah. Uh, who's running all the whoopee cushions? Yeah, like, not yeah really yeah, anybody. It's so strange. Yeah, and yeah. then the other one is like, how much was improv, right? And and I don't I never quite understand what the intent of that question is like, because it's funny, it can't be written uh, or. I, I don't know, um, but uh, the long way around to saying I, I actually love those moments. Uh, where the, and, and, wh- and what I've learned, you know, in, in my brief time doing this is, um, you know, th- that you know actors are, you know, if they're not flat out smart, they're incredibly intuitive, right. and they're playing, they're living in that character. And typically, if they have a feeling about something, if they're if they don't, if something feels off or they want to try something. You know, I'm I'm there to say yes. I'm yeah. I'm there to say yes and like Absolutely. let's let's try it. Right. Like what's the worst that can happen? Right. Doesn't work. Yeah. And guess who gets to decide what goes in? Exactly. I'm sitting here, right? I know. And what if it's great? Right. Right. And it's almost always good. Yeah, absolutely. So like, it makes no yeah, sense yeah, to me I was, to go. I, yeah, it, but it's that's the thing too. Is I always tell, I always tell you know the actors like this has all the appearances of like a you know an open democracy. It is a brutal dictatorship, <laughs> a cutting room. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, not sure. going to survive. You can knock yourself out and and, and do handstands all yeah, you want. If yeah. it doesn't service the you know the it's end on the result. floor. And I think that's yeah. interesting because I think I have that you know again, you can look at something and go, well, that sounded really great when I wrote it. Yeah. Uh, it's not so great now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or listen, or because you have to ultimately take the heat because you're the director, you pick this particular person. So yeah. if it's not working, it's on you. A hundred percent. Well, right. you're you're exactly right. You gotta you gotta wear it, right? I mean, uh, the director gets uh, like a quarterback on a football team. I think gets too much credit when you win and too much blame when you lose. Right. But it's it's you, right? You gotta right. make those you gotta make those choices. That's what you're getting. Uh, that's what you're there for. Right. Um. But but uh. But yeah, like uh, I think I would be an incredibly like negligent director uh, if I were to go to an actor and go, no, no, sorry, I just just only what we wrote. No, sure. No more. Thank no, you. No, the Coens are my just heroes, and I hear Thank that you. they do that. That it's like it's word for word. Oh, I'm. Uh, let me yeah. let me be clear. Like I really like what I write. Yeah. Um. And I want that said. Um. But that's not the end of it. Like you know, I, I'm I'm like we want to do it like this. If there's a word or a thing or a, or a tense or something that's right. fumbling, I'll, I'll I'll tweak that. But as long as we get that, then I'm fine to do sure. what we could do anything else. Now, have you have you had an instance with with a problematic actor where you where you well, a, Joe, one of the of old uh, one of the you know which is one of my least favorite things in the world is to deal with that with the yeah the I, pretense of especially again if you've uh, if you've written it. I yeah. think you, and maybe again, that's where my insecurity comes from. I yeah. just want to be able to say, oh, I'll tell you exactly what it meant because that's what, the way I wrote it. Yeah. You know, and do you, have you, and how do you deal with that, especially as 
the guy who's, you know, that's um, my dialogue. Not well. Right. I don't deal with it well. Um, you know, I just, you know, I've, I've, I've had my share of uh, challenging actors, uh, both, you know, in front of the camera and, you know, behind the, you know, behind the camera. Um, and it's, it's never easy. It's never easy. Um, but I think that, I, I think as a writer-director, you know, I think you have a particular superpower that, is, you know, directors for hire might not, which is yeah. you created the whole thing, right? You wrote it, you thought about it, you know, most times you've performed that scene by yourself as you're sure. writing it. You know, you've played both parts. You kind of know the tone or the rhythm or whatever. Um, so I think you're better equipped to explain why uh, you you think this works and here's why. Right. And maybe there is something you missed, you know. Right. Um, and and uh, sometimes a difficult, in finger quotes, actor can help you find that. Um, and other times they're just... Yeah, or make you want to put their head through sheetrock. There's yeah, there's that, that too. Yeah. There's that too. But uh, <laughs> but but mostly, uh, you know, I try. I try to go. You know, if if I we completely see something differently, you know, I, I'll typically say, okay, um, let's try it that way. Let's try it. Right. Let's try it. Right. You know, no and harm. Then, no, and then try it once, try it twice, get, help them get it out of their system, and then go. Okay. I think that's great. Can we try one like this? You know, and usually they'll go great like that. And if right. not, then you have much, 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 much bigger yeah. problems. Yeah, that can't really be fixed. No, yeah. not if they're in no, front of everybody. Yeah, yeah, if there's no trust at that point, jeez. Yeah, you're in, you're you're in, in trouble. Shape. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you just had a gigantic weekend in China. Yep. Uh, let's talk about this for a moment because, it, unlike years past, China has really become this kind of alternate. Uh, uh, almost uh, antithetical kind of way that we that we measure box office now. Mm -hmm. They become this gigantic global presence. How how much did you think about that when you were writing skyscraper? That kind of cross pollinization of, of of Chinese, you know, what what that could be, what could sure. they mean for the movie? And then secondarily, because I I've, I've been through this process, were what was the censor was dealing with the, the you know. The People's Army was that was that like was that like uh, its own? Did that what kind of difficulties did that present? Because I got to imagine that makes some of the stuff yeah. you deal with in studio executives uh, look like you know like a, a kitty scissor you know, class. You know? <laughs> uh, I, you know, I gotta say, man, like I'm so happy to be back here in Los Angeles getting these questions because uh, you know we did press for two two solid weeks and uh, just not you know it's just great to actually talk about the movie and talk about the process with people who know and people who you know person who's done it many many times so thank you for the question um, yeah so very from the jump it was always set in Hong Kong always set in China um, and that was certainly part of the pitch that you know it's set in China uh, it's that China's the second biggest film market in the world very soon will surpass the US um, so it was not by happenstance at all right um, it was part of the pitch part of the battle plan going sure. in, part of the strategy of this film, right? Um, and thank God. Uh, uh, but then it was, but on the creative side, it was also about, you know, I've always loved Hong Kong. It's a really rich city if you right. haven't been. John Woo movies. I mean, come oh, on, man, you know, come give on. me a break. Uh, so I've always wanted to go there, uh, and we didn't. We shot in Vancouver. Um, so <laughs> there you go. But, Vancouver's uh, a great city. Yeah. Vancouver's <laughs> a great city. Vancouver. But also, um, so I wanted to... Um, uh, you know, there's only a handful of cities that you would believably build the tallest building in the world. Hong Kong is certainly one of them. Right. Um, 
Uh, and then I wanted to isolate Dwayne's character, Will Sawyer, even further by language. So I wanted to put him in a place where he didn't speak the tongue and right. couldn't kind of figure it out. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, fugitive style, like he couldn't stop and ask for help or explain himself. Right. Uh, and I thought, uh, you know, Hong Kong's one of those places, uh, less so than, certainly than Shanghai or Beijing. But uh, so that's why Hong Kong. Um, and then uh, the, the part on the censorship, that was really interesting because, um, you know, it, it wasn't, too onerous. Uh, the one part where I think it really did affect the, the film is with the villain, because in early drafts the villain was uh, basically a triad gangster, right? right. And it was a and it was a little more interesting um, in terms of uh, Chin Han, who plays uh, Zhao Longji, the the billionaire, right. was connected into this uh, organization and and kind of complicit in what was going on a little bit dirtier than what he ended up right and uh, and that wasn't going to pass muster uh, with the Chinese censors so um, as we moved I had to keep kind of adjusting the villain um, and I, I don't think I ever really got it to the place that I, I did quite like the know. idea that he was doing this kind of reverse blackmail. I thought that was kind of oh, I think, thanks. I think Hitchcock would have been very, very uh, pleased with that. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it was it was actually cooler in earlier drafts, but um, you know, it would uh, it comes from um, uh, sort of a Donald Trump story. I don't know if you guys want to hear one. Okay. Oh, we uh, love Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this might not be the right person to talk. Oh, dude. Oh, okay. no. This is apolitical, but uh, I don't think I've ever told this uh, story publicly before. So you're welcome, DJ Podcast. Um, so uh, a few years ago, I was writing, I was hired to write uh, a movie that was called at the time Trump Heist. Uh, and became Tower Heist with Ben Stiller and um, Eddie Murphy. But at the time, it was Trump Heist. And so I went to, um, I was doing my research, and it was just a heist picture about a bunch of kind of workers who had to steal something from Trump. And I went to Trump Tower. Uh, and I spent about four hours with Donald Trump. Um, couldn't have been nicer. Uh, definitely, a, a, definitely a weird guy, but uh, but not you know, but super charming and you know happy in his his empire. And you know his desk was a mess, and there's no computer, and he took us all around, you know, up and down and everywhere, and in his whole whole place. And then he brought us up to his his home, his penthouse. Um, two-story at the top of the uh, Trump Tower, and it looks sort of like... Uh, like like if, a tenement, just a simple... No, I mean, it sort of looks like... like if, water um, heater and... Like if Elton John f***ed Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like gold everything, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, and, ju and just sort of proof positive that money cannot buy taste, right? And uh, and I'm just like, Jesus... Um, and we're there, and da 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 da, and you know it's all you know. Met Ivanka, met everybody. Was, everyone was super nice, and then um, and we're just about to end. And the director asked um, asked Donald right before we end. He said, uh, "You know, what would somebody like you keep in his safe?" And uh, and Trump stops oh, and, and he turns and he looks at the director and he looks at me and he says, uh, "Recordings of conversations I've had." And then he turns and walks off. And the director oh, goes, "Write that down. Boy. Write that down." And I just went. Sh -sh 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 -sh. 100% true. Wow. I was standing right there. Um, Is I know. that not coming back to haunt him uh, right now? So, so at any rate, and that was part of my pitch. But when I, this was, uh, I think, bef when I, I, I sort of semi-told that was story. Michael Cohen directing this film. <laughs> <at> the <laughs> no, <time. laughs> uh, I know it's all too weird, right? So, um, so at any rate, but but the idea of I didn't want in the safe to have anything that I didn't want gold or diamonds or money or any of that stuff because we all know you can't make an audience care about that. The only They don't care about the fate of the world. All they care about 
at the end, the only thing you can make an audience care about um, in your third act is, or anywhere really, is a character they care about. That's it. That's why so many films end with like somebody being held hostage. Case in point. Right. Um, right. You know your favorite character. You know on, on the train tracks. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so at any rate, uh, in earlier drafts, it was what was in that safe was even more sort of damning. It was like it was um, mutually assured destruction, both to Zhao uh, and to the the Triad organization, and he was mm. going to bring a, bring everything down. Um, and that was a little too um, muddy uh, for uh, the censorship bureau. And um, you know, and, and this is a, an expensive film, and it had to get a great release date in China, and that's sure. that's the cost of doing business at this level. Um, and I, and so I did my best to write the best version of the villain I could given those, you know, what rel are relatively mild constraints. Right. Um, and I don't think I quite got there, but, um, you know, next time. I but I think, but, but do you, did you feel that it was, I mean, is that really any different from getting, you know, notes from a junior executive that you want to go, <laughs> these are the worst ideas I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Is that, is it I mean, that far it's, off? It, you it's, know? it's the only difference is, uh, you know, when you get notes from a junior executive or, or, you know, just, you know, poor notes, um, you can not do them. You can have, you know, people help you not do them. Uh, when it comes to the People's Republic, it's kind of like, gotcha. Yep. All right. Okay. What colors? We'll get right on over that. Here? Yep. Right over here. Uh, Got the dry erase yep. board right here. Okay. Guys, ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the, there's not really there's no there's no you can't appeal there's no right. <laughs> there's no conversation right. so um, you know so that's you know that's uh, that's life in the NFL right uh, as we're wrapping it up here uh, uh, let me ask you a little bit about uh, if you can talk about it. let me ask you about Red Notice oh sure what you're doing next yeah I'm assuming unless you're going to go do a little two million dollar uh, you know it's so funny I thought about that like after this I'm like you know wouldn't it be nice just to go do a tiny little thing. Like I'm gonna call Jason Blum and just go, hey, I'll do, you know, uh, right, but uh, right. but uh, no, I'm 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 actually writing Red Notice right now, um, which is the next thing. It's um, oh, is this something again you've already set up? Yeah, yeah. We, um, so it's a pitch. It's an idea I came up with while we were shooting Skyscraper, and I pitched it to Dwayne. Uh, we went out to dinner and, and said, here's my here's here's this idea I've got, and he loved it. Um, and it's like I'm in. And then we went and took it around uh, in February. You split a pineapple, time. and that was no, uh, no. There's no pineapple this time. Thank God. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I told you guys that. I should have kept my mouth shut. Um, and I then still the like Trump the Elton John Liberace reference. I know. I'm, well, and then I'm the, stealing and then the that. Trump story, which I've literally never told. I can't believe I did that. I, I this must, is a perfect crowd to tell it. I shouldn't have had a drink before this. Um, at any rate, uh, so yeah, it's, it was a pitch. It's an international heist pitch, uh, international heist picture rather. Um, and it uh, stars Dwayne Johnson, uh, Gal Gadot, and a third actor yet to be uh, named, but we're very, very excited. So it's like a big three-hander kind of um, Ocean's Eleven True Lies with a little Thomas Crown Affair thrown in for good measure. That's great. Yeah, and uh, it's a pretty, pretty good pitch. And is it the same group? Is it Universal Legendary? It's, is that it's the... uh, yeah, Bofflin's producing, Dwayne's producing, uh, I'm writing, directing, and I think producing, I think. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's so we took it out out uh, like we did with Skyscraper and it was a, a bit of a knife fight and it ended up uh, we ended up selling to Universal and so they're making it and we're really excited about it um, and I just started writing uh, and I, I'm sure there's as there are writers here uh, and I don't know how you feel about this Joe but for me there's n nothing sweeter than writing the first 30 pages of a first draft of a script Oh yeah, uh, where you've been thinking about it for a long time and it's there are no problems yet you haven't hit page 60 and went oh shit what about yeah 
Um, when you have to go back, dig back yeah, in that first 30, and yeah, you're not going to change it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. None, none, none of that. No one's telling you you can't afford anything. No right. Chinese sensors yet. <laughs> you're um, not slashing giant action sequences no. out of the... Yeah, yeah none of that. And right. it's just, you're just laying track down as fast as you can lay it down because right. it's all right there, and it's right. all potential and all possible. That's fantastic. Um, so I'm really enjoying that part of it. And, uh, and yeah, so up that we start shooting June 1st in London, and it's all throughout Western Europe. Oh, that's great. Man. And then the Mediterranean, and... Very, very excited about it, and I guess that means I'll, hopefully, with any luck, I'll be be sitting here in, in two years' time. Well, I'll be here, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed skyscrapers as much as Thank I did. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate Boston it. Marshall Thurber, my good Thank friend. You, Joe. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another DGA Q and A. If you'd like to hear more, you can find past episodes of the Director's Cut wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please like, share, and leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by the Directors Guild of America. Music is by Dan Wally. 